Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons & Dragons. It's me, your Story Master, Scott Riley, and my party. We'll start the introductions off with Logan Stormblast. How you feeling, Logan? I'm feeling pretty alright. And then Eugene? Everything tingles just a bit more these days. Isby? Feeling just fine. Oh, good, good. Osmit, how are you feeling? The weather's always nice up here. Nice. Got him? Bit busy having a stare down. What's up? You all enter Omni Repair. The half orc speaks first. Hey, boss. Isn't that the guy who stole a hairy devil? Gutter, it's called a bearded devil. And yes, but let's not speak of that. Let's appreciate the unbelievable sight of seeing a furbog in the city of Nightvale. How are you, Osmit? I've been better. Ah, you've been better. I see you're running with a different pack nowadays. What motley crew is this? Not a motley crew at all. These are some great individuals that I've come across. It's at this point that you hear running water coming from the left door of the desk, and Volk rolls his head off of the desk and says, Thank God! He runs towards the door, and as the door opens, you see a human man. He stands a little over five feet tall, but he walks with the presence of a giant. Belts carrying various bottles and traps cross over his barely visible chest leather armor. And Oz, you know his name is Clover. As he comes out of the bathroom, he licks his lips and adjusts several piercings on his face. Well, 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 if it isn't Ozmit Meadowhome, fucking furball piece of trash, I figured you'd be the rest of your tree fucker tribe. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna walk over and in the face. You get it up in his face? No, no, no. I'm going to punch him in his mouth. Oh, hot fucking damn. Uh, let's roll, roll attack. Average attack. That's a 21. So you just give him this heavy right hook, and he takes it straight to the jaw, steps back once, and you hear from over your shoulder the half-elf go, Clover, I want your greatest accomplishment today to be keeping your mouth shut. Clover rubs his jaw a little bit. All right, boss. You're pretty strong. Next time, keep your fucking mouth shut about my friends. <laughs> All right. Now I understand why Volk wanted us to be here. Oz, I never expected to see you again. Not that I'm not happy to see you and all, as we have a score to settle. But why did you want to see us exactly? First and foremost, thank you, Logan. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Well, Ash, it's come to my attention that you've made your way into Lokeron another time. And I'm here to ask what business you've had in the Godwood. <laughs> So intrusive. Why should I tell you anything, Oz? Because it would be in your best interest to. Is that a threat? No, it's a statement. Interesting. You see the half-orc sit down and make a large thud as he does. He starts to pick his nose and says, We were in the forest on a job. That's right, Gutter, we were. A very special job. One that I'm not going to share with you, Osmond, but... I will tell you, we had such an easy time going in and out because the dryads seemed to be busy fighting something in the forest. Word is the forest has some kind of bug problem, and that there's some thing. I think Enzo said it was a demon that's been fighting with the, f the spirit of the forest. Does that answer your question? Enough. And at the same time, if you get another job in Lokeron Ash, 
turn it down. I can't do that, Oz. It, whatever's going on has made escort missions boring but very lucrative. And since the Dryads don't have time for a small hunting party like ourselves, this is the perfect time to make a little coin. Well then, at the very least, don't let me catch you out there, Ash, or we will settle that score. Ooh, when did you get like this, Oz? I really like what Nightvale's doing to you. You, Nightvale hasn't done anything to me, Ash. It's just a part of me that I tend to keep locked away a little bit. All right, well, this has felt like an entire waste of time. I'll have to be careful the next time Folk asks us to come to Omni Repair. Boys, we are going now. And at that point, you see the half-orc eat the booger that he was picking out of his nose, stand up, and start walking out. And he waves at you absentmindedly. Bye, guys. Clover doesn't say anything, but makes a slitting motion with his finger across his throat. And all you hear from Ash as he starts to leave is, I'm sure we'll run into each other again. Until then, be careful, everyone. As he says, run into each other, I just kind of tap a finger onto the shield. He nods smiles and then at that Col- clover says watch your back eyes how close is, he is that to me? i'll give you five feet he's walking by you as as you tap your shield and i assume what you're doing is threatening ash or promising what? something huh? promising promising something to ash he clover walks by turns around and gives that retort in response to that <sighs> i want to smash him with the shield in the face so bad go ahead Ankle i will Roll the hit. So that'd be a 19. Yeah, that hits. You throw your shoulder really quickly as he's walking by. He's distracted talking to Oz. And as you do, it shoves him to the floor. He gets up, dusts himself off, and you just hear Gutter laughing in the background. (laughs) Clover doesn't say anything to you and continues to walk out. So I'm going to... Gutter's the half-orc, right? Yep. All right, I'm going to... As they're walking out, I'm going to kind of stroll over to him and um, say, mm, Hello, uh, my name's Eugene Brunkle. I was wondering if you could please maybe... And I, I'm trying to do this so the other two people can't really hear me. Um, could you please uh, just give me a little bit more information on um, what you were doing in the forest? One second. Roll Persuasion. I'm going to use the effect on my cape to roll at advantage. Do it. You got to billow it first. Tell me how you billow your cape. <laughs> I'm I'm going to billow it in a way that kind of creates a little bit of a wall between me and the other people. Okay. I like it. It flushes around your shoulder and covers the exchange between you two. Roll with advantage. All right. So let's see. It's a persuasion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, boy. Come on. God damn it. <laughs> With advantage, that's a four. Be glad it's advantage because a four gets it. Um, <laughs> oh. If it meets, it beats. Ah, pretty elf. And he takes this large paw of a hand and puts it on top of your skull. And you feel the fingers. Normally, if someone puts their hand on your skull, it covers the top of your dome. You feel his fingers close around your temple as he pats you on the head. What? You want to know? You seem nice. Oh, well, um, I was just wondering uh, if you met anyone or hunted anything uh, while you were there or just kind of what you were up to in the forest. And I'm going to pat his, head, his hand on my head. Oh, anyway. 
He likes that. He responds positively. Got to remember hunting bear. Huge bear. For pretty lady. Uh, name. Uh, Davida. Name Davida. Wanted bear for something. Don't know. Have good day, pretty elf. Pats your head. It actually strains your neck a little bit, and he brushes the cape aside and walks out. Thank you very much. You guys are in Omni Repair by yourself. Well, I fucking hate that guy. Nice. Honestly. Little one? Yeah, he's kind of the worst. What a piece of shit. I mean, frankly, all of them could. Leave me alone, and I'd be much better for it. Um, excuse me, Oz, does the name DeVita mean anything to you? Unfortunately, no, Eugene. Well, uh, what I just learned from our large orcish friend over there was that they were hunting a very, very, very large bear, by his standards, uh, for some pretty lady named DeVita. Isby, roll a history check. Okay. Sorry, I'm taking my d20 out of my bag yet. Shame, shame. You're going to be rolling dice tonight. I know. I was ill-prepared. 22! You recognize the name Davida to be one of the second noble houses of Night Vale. Okay. Uh, I honestly hope we run into these people again. Not the big dumb one, but fuck, am I going to kill the small one? Eugene, did you say Davida? Yes, that's what our half-orc friend told me. Hmm. That's that's from that's the second noble house in Nightvale. And what would an extremely large bear be doing in those woods? It's the Godwood. Okay, There's cool. plenty of creatures of that size and stature. My guess is she might have wanted it as a trophy, as I point over to the wall. Alright, I think that's what they were up to. But eh, I kind of agree and don't agree with you, Logan. I do and don't want to run into them. I just don't like the way he talked to you. Neither do I. I mean, if I run into him again, I'm going to rip every single one of those piercings out of his face. Gonham, like, turns his face surprisedly at, at Oz. Eyebrows raised. The DM does too. <laughs> what? I don't like the guy. I'm okay with this. I'll hold him down for you. I'm, I'm not normally a man to do such a thing, but I gotta say he's got it coming. Yeah. It's at this point you hear running water from the bathroom and Volk comes out dragging his body, barely lifting his feet as he clots his way back to the desk. Oh, God's in heaven. Hey, got him. You're back. Come here. I gotta ask you for something. I'm sorry, did you say got him or got him? Unless you want your nickname to be got him, I'm gonna call you Ganem, not got him. You need to learn to enunciate, and I walk over to him. I'll learn to enunciate when you learn to be less of a grandpa. Anyways, how about you give me a personal effect? Like what? Uh, a lock of your hair will do. I will take some spit. Eugene was very uh, creative with his personal item, let's just say. I need you to give it to me for a scrying stone. Has no yeah, whatever. And I, and I just cut off a lock of hair and I give it to him. Cool. You see him produce a stone has a various description of an eye with teeth encircling it. He drops the hair into the middle of the stone. It 
acts as a mouth, comes up out of the surface of the stone, eats the hair, and you feel your symbol of Omni Repair pulse lightly and warm your hand. And he goes, great. So I expected everyone else to tell you what this does, but this is to let you know when there are new jobs in Omni Repair. Oh, that's what that is. And at this point, the door to the anything room bursts open and Fixstar comes out. Oh, wonderful. You're all here. What perfect timing. I have a once in a lifetime job that has just landed into our laps. Do you guys have any current active jobs available? Not that I know of, boss. Delta team should be pretty free. I just turn and look at him pointedly like... What are you looking at me for? Just always speak for other people or... Yes, quite frequently. Should have known. I have a quick question for you, Fixar. Ah, yes, Eugene. What is your question? Do you have any idea who would have sent two bewitched griffins after us? Um... I'm going to need a little more detail, Eugene. Where were these griffins? What were you doing? Etc, etc. Well, while we were out in the woods, um... We were making our way back from a run-in we had with the Dryads on that last job we had, and... Two griffins came after us, and there seemed to be something magical going on with them. What kind of magical thing are you talking about? Griffins defend their territory quite frequently in Lucaron. You sure they weren't just trying to stop you from entering the forest? Yeah, I'm positive they had some sort of red ailment among their eyes and wings. Your passive perception 16, Oz? Yeah. And Isby's too, right? Uh, yes, it is. You two notice at the mention of red oddities in the eyes, Fixstar's eye twitches a little bit, and he goes, uh, that's strange. I'll need to look into that. I can't think of any reason why that would happen, Eugene, but that is a form of magical possession. Who Fixstar, would... why are you lying to us? Uh... Or at least omitting information. I'm not lying to you. I don't know who did that, and I was just about to tell you that it's magical possession. Someone was controlling those griffins and had it out for you. Have you made any enemies? Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm not, not going to say no. <laughs> Before or after, have we made any enemies? I'm... Cut, cut the shit, bud. Uh, You've literally sent us to go watch this this unbelievable friend of yours rip apart the night of Nightvale, uh, you know. And I'm sure that your buddy Grim, you know, who's trying to stand against him, I'm sure he hasn't heard about us with his all powerful powers yet. I'm pretty sure we're not too high up on the thieves' guilds list either. Not not one enemy. Uh, or Nantuk or the Grimlocks. Yeah. Speaking of which, there are more Nantuk in the forest. If we want to keep beating around the bush and lying to each other and keeping things from each other, we can. Isby, do you want to say anything? Nah, I'm good. Okay, chill. I tried. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Cuckoo, cuckoo. So you see Fixstar raise his hands up as if he's trying to stop you all? Listen, I'm not lying to you. I'm not omitting information. I will say this. Possessing animals is a rare form of magic. You said they came from Lokoron, which is literally the place where many have that magic. Based on what we know so far, I would venture to guess, think Fenris is your enemy, which he probably is. 
he sent them after you, as we are dealing with him right now. I've been making many preparations to prepare for fighting him. So I do think there's one piece of information you owe us. You do, Eugene. That's awfully bold of you. Well, the Nantuke have, re have resurfaced, and we lost a friend to them. I want to know where you went when you left clad in armor that day. I went to find Foyna's body, and I didn't. And I didn't see any Nantuke. And you see his teeth start to bare, as if he's getting irrationally angry at you. I am doing my best. And I promised you I would stop withholding information. And he just dead stares you, Eugene. Uh, I want to do a perception, or a, some check to see if I can tell if he's lying. Insight? Yep, roll it. Lying specifically about if he said that he was, he's, um, he'd stop withholding information from us. Mm-hmm. It's an eight. He seems to be telling the truth. And as you look at him, it's obvious that you're inspecting his words. Eugene, what do you want to know? You have proven yourself to me. I am an open book. I will tell you anything. I trust you. I trust all of you on Delta Team. You're part of the Omni Repair Guild. Are we part of something larger we don't know about? You're going to have to elaborate. It just seems that there's a lot of moving interconnected parts that we keep running into over the course of all of our jobs. That is the job of a handyman. We mentioned this in the contract. Some days you'll help old ladies cross the street. Other days you'll save the city from catastrophe. Your jobs just happen to be back-to-back -back catastrophes. Good for you. All right, then. I'm going to look into why two griffins from Locoron would attack you, especially because Gross personally invited Isby inside the forest. If she was with you and a furbolg from Locoron, there was no reason for griffins to attack you. In fact, nothing should have attacked you when you approached the forest. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything else? And he looks at you, Logan, and Isby. No, I think that covers it. Gonum, do you have anything you wish to berate me with today? Have I ever once berated you? No, but I seem to be a punching bag today. And that's one of my favorite things. He kind of does one a one, one fang grin at you. All right, if nobody has anything else, the job that I was discussing was for Lente de Vida. She's lost her pearl necklace. Apparently several agents from the Thieves' Guild broke into their manor and stole it late at night. Most likely the Jade Nimby faction, as they have uh, very telltale customary tattoos. One of her waiters, or assistants, butlers if you will, said that they saw one of the assailants leaving and there was a tattoo of a cloud on his leg. It's 1,200 gold per pearl though. Wow, that necklace has to have at least 12 pearls on it. The pearls are magical and cold to the touch, according to her description, so I don't think you'll have a hard time finding them. This is an incredibly important job, and I don't know how, but you all were requested for it. Your reputation is starting to build as Delta Team. I think after this, we should celebrate. Now, clearly, you all are upset with me because of our initial relationship. Yeah, I understand first impressions are important and withholding information with you from you was wrong. After this, we're going to eat at the finest restaurant in all of Nightvale. 
And we're going to talk about the wonderful things we enjoy in life and build camaraderie and teamship. What do you say? He looks hopefully at all of you. Team. (laughs) That sounds... That sounds swell. Could use a decent meal. I am trying my best, you all. I really am. Anyways. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Volk, make sure they have everything they need. I have more business to attend to. And you see him hang his head, and he looks incredibly defeated as he walks back to the anything room. I'm going to walk behind him. Okay. You walk behind him. He clicks the door open. I put my hand on his shoulder. He just looks back at you, takes a big sigh. <sighs> I know I can be kind of a sarcastic asshole. The job it hasn't been easy for any of us, and we're all getting used to it. You're a good leader, Fixstar. I understand you're doing your best. Thank you, Logan. And I'll tap him on his shoulder and walk away. And opens the door. As he opens the door, you catch something very interesting. It's to a room you've never been before. The only thing that you see as the threshold becomes open to you is a bookcase made out of incredibly fine wood with gold trim on it. All of the books inside of it have gold lettering on all of the spines. Can I make out any of the writing on the books? Roll me a quick perception check. I'll give that to you. Um, this. Uh, that's eight. Eight? The top shelf, you recognize the author as it's on many books in throughout the city. Several of the books have an author that says Scomi Ilier. Several of the books also have an author named Hugo Minier. You make out one title, which is Philosophy Mundi, volume 21. And he turns to the left and closes the door behind him. You guys are now in the grand hall with Volk. He's kind of playing with the scrying stone on the desk, ignoring all this conversation. Quick question. Hmm. Uh, now that I've seen this room, been it by thinking about it. Do you want to try? Do. Go ahead. I think about the room and I open it. You open it, and you notice the bookshelf, and you hear something new this time. There seems to be a lot of bubbling going on further in the room. Shut it. I, 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 turn, I shut the door, and I walk away. Oh, God. All right, guys. I mean, you got a job. Oh, fuck. I'm supposed to tell you that she thinks that the thieves are hiding in Evergarden. I don't know where the fuck that is, but here's a map. Go there, find the pearls, make a bunch of money. I don't fucking care. I'm tired and hungover because somebody didn't respond to my call. What were you guys anyways? It took you like a day and a night to get back. Oh, boohoo. We had stuff to do. Ooh. We were being attacked by griffins. Yeah, wow. Like you've never had a hangover before. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Speaking of, how do you even have hangovers at this point? I don't understand the question. Aren't you, like, perpetually drunk? I don't understand the question. I'll take that as a yes. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, I don't mean to be rude, guys, but I've got a really important meeting with uh, a very important person. Uh, So it's nap time already? Isby, it's always nap time. Oh, we've noticed. Oh, good. I'm glad you understand how important these business meetings are. 
Look, if you're always napping, how do you find the time to drink? Well, Logan, come here. And he kind of waves you over, hoping that you'll come closer. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll walk over. You see, it all started when I was a little boy. I lived in for the Forêt de June Arbre. What was that? I start walking away. Sorry. No, you're good. All right, you start walking away. It all started when I was a little boy. I was living in the Forêt de June Arbre when I met a beautiful sea witch. And she told me that I would be the savior of the world, but I would have a terrible curse placed on me because I was too beautiful. And at this point... And no one you... fucking cares, and I'm going to walk off. Nice. Oh, man. That hurt my feelings. It didn't. Nope. No, it didn't. <laughs> Bye, fuckers. Uh, I'm going to go in the anything room and find a scale shirt and a shield. Okay. You open it up, and you find both of them. The shield is a solid brown steel or brown metal, and the chain shirt fits you as if it was tailored for you. Very convenient. All right, and that takes my AC up to 18. (laughs) Fuck. Everyone's like, we're going to attack the wizard, and then they realize they can't attack the wizard. Hey, 18 AC buddies. I just yeah. I just realized how gross of a combination 18 AC is with mirror image because it's based off yeah. of your AC. <laughs> are, we all, are we all at an 18? Isby can't be at an 18. Oh, oh no, no I'm squishy. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. I'm at 13. So that's over 13. Please don't let me die. Just, we'll keep you around. Just fuck him up as a bear, bro. I like all of these things. All of these things make me happy. Do we get a rest in? Yeah, you slept overnight at the camp. Just double checking. Yeah. What kind Slaughter of a DM? The chat. What kind of DM do you think I am? I don't know, man. A, a merciful one. Uh, as long as Foyna's not here to argue. <laughs> um, that was I'm sorry. That, that too soon. R.I.P. Do I see Eugene walking out with his shield? I mean, yeah, he's walking right onto the anything room. You actually notice Volk turn and go, <laughs> Nice, Eugene. Gotcha. I'm going to walk over to him. Uh, hey, Eugene. Yes? Quick. Yeah, well, what, what can I do for you, Logan? Uh, I'm going to take uh, some water out of my flask, draw the Stormlord symbol on it, get it, and touch it, look at Eugene in the eyes, and say, uh, May the storms always be kind to you. Boy. And to you as well. I like that. And I also go into the anything room. You go into the anything room. What do you grab? Uh, I grab another spear. How many spears you got now? Maybe two. Plus four javelins. I like it. You got two spears, bud. Again, not as well as Snogar made one, but sturdy spears that will serve you well. Fantastic. All right, Volk's trying to take a nap on the desk, and you all, as the DM recalls last, were debating on whether or not to go back into Lokeron after a shopping trip. Yeah, uh, I think we need to get some health potions. And, uh, uh, do you want to go try to take this pearl, or find this pearl, or do we head back to Lokeron to find, what, what, what did you call her again? Auntie. Yeah, Auntie. But, I mean, this job does take us to Davida Manor, and the Grimlocks did say that their job was paid for by the Davidas. Oh, good. I'm not the only one that noticed that. No. Can I hear so, this? Yeah, you're all in the same room together. Can Volk hear this? Volk is 
ignoring you for the better part of this conversation. Guys, what does it sound like this necklace is made of? Yeah, pearls. I gathered that much too. Cold pearls. Could it be ma- imbued with magic? Well, let's uh, let's walk and talk, shall we? Oh, yes, yes. All right. Uh, you all leave Omni Repair and are standing outside. It's before we go outside. I'd like to kick the desk. <laughs> One second. Uh, are you trying to like shake the desk or just make a loud noise? Loud noise. Just just to disturb his nap. He does not fall on his face this time, but he kind of rolls over in the chair and goes, mmm, "Fucking Esby, God damn it!" <laughs> and then you you exit. It's. Later in the afternoon, getting on to be evening in Night Vale, but the sun's still in the sky. Yeah, Eugene, I uh, figured that sounds a little bit like spheres, especially since they're offering so much for pearls. That's what I was thinking as well, so it sounds like we might have a decision to make. Why would you have them, though? DM interference? You guys remember that Grimm said he would set up a job for you. Under an alias. Uh, it's been, it's been, normally I wouldn't do this, but it's been four weeks, and that was actually the episode before the last one. Grim said that he would get a job because Isby was paid 1200 gold for the first pack sphere that she gave, sphere that she gave, and he would use an alias so as not to arouse the suspicion of Fixstar. Now, I'm not saying that it is, but a lot of dots, you know, connect there. You know, Eugene, there's a reason. It sounds a lot like a coincidence. Could be what Grimm set us up with. Or it could be that we have to face a decision of going one way or the other. I thought that was, I thought what he was setting us up with might be a little bit more direct, but maybe you're right. Gotcha. I mean, we could get information from the Davidas, or we could just look around and see if we could get more information there. With any well, luck, and I'll look at Logan, we could even run into the Grimlocks. <laughs> uh yeah I wouldn't mind that <laughs> you are already here this is true you could do this job head back to Logron yeah but uh, money on our side maybe I also was under the impression that this job was sort of a open contract well yeah it wouldn't be finding pearls or even going to Evergarden, if that's the case. We might even be going to Evergarden. She may have a lead. Maybe that's what that's about. DM interference? You remember that Grimm gave you the lead for Evergarden because Kostia, the gravekeeper, said strange things had been happening there, more strange than what's normal for Nightvale. Should take better notes. It's been four weeks. I don't blame you. Should take notes. So. Well, I think it might at this point sound like we know that uh the davidas have had some business going on in lokeron and i don't know how many more answers we can get by going back there yet so it might be best just to see how things there unfold while we do this job and see if we can get more information on this job what do you all think i'll say that my vote is to go to lokeron track down on see see what information we can get from there because she usually has her ear to quite a few different things but i trust you eugene i feel like you'll make a better decision on this 
what about the rest of you? I think checking this lead here closer, at least checking it first, would probably be beneficial into figuring out where we need to go and what we need to do in Lokeron outside of find Auntie. It can't hurt to be more informed. Uh, yeah, this one seems a little closer to home. I mean, we're here. Sounds good. All right. We've decided that we're going to Evergarden, correct? Oh, we're going to go shopping first. Yeah, we need to go shopping. Also, Isby, what the hell? Where's our money? What money? <laughs> 1200 that Grim gave you. That's safe. Wait, Grim gave us 1200 gold? Yeah, for the first one. I believe I. That was the job I did. <laughs> well, there you go, Isby. What, what, what job was this? Wait, what? It's when I gave the pack sphere, the first pack sphere I found, and gave it to. Uh, you mean gave the, one it to the, I, the one that I talked you into giving to him? Yeah, Ooh. but ultimately, the decision was on me. I mean, he seemed, kind of, he seemed kind of on the fence, and he might have pushed me over the edge, but ultimately it was mine. Are you, are you also are you saying this out loud? Are you actually yes. saying this? <laughs> At that oh, point, uh, I'll say he's not happy about this. He'll look at you, all bright spires are the same, huh? And I'm going to make my way back to the house. Ow! <laughs> Ow. I was going to give you some, but now I'm just going to pout. Oh. Sorry, I got loud. Oh, no, that was good. All bright spires are the same. Fucking burn. I was going to give him some, So wait, but not is, now. Is Isby our treasurer? I didn't think so. I mean, I'm carrying all the gold I've been given. And broke. with that said, I'm going to... I've already had the gold divided into bags. It's twelve hundred divided by five is two forty. So I have, but I have little bags of two hundred, and I was gonna hand them out, so everybody gets theirs except Logan since he walked off. Cool. You all have two hundred gold. Logan. Hi. Uh, here. And I'll hand you the bag. Uh, I, no, no, he's 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 already kind of peeved about it. He's gonna hand it back to Isby. Uh, keep it. I'm sure you need it more than I do. You know, I thought we were starting to get along and we could joke, but you don't have to be such a dick. Either way, Isby, hold on to it, and just if we need potions or something, you can use that. I don't. I grew up without money. It really doesn't have that much value to me. I'm going to put it back in my pocket and I'm going to walk off and look for potions. All right. I'll meet you all back here in a couple hours. And I'm going to head towards the, um, to find, uh, not Volk. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Bolt. Yeah, Bolt. It's always the same. Yeah, you got it, bud. Isby, you're off to look for potions. Logan's off to look for Bolt. Oz, Eugene, Ghanem? Uh, I'm going to go maybe see if I can get some food at Sylvia's stall. Oz, how are you feeling, bud? What do you want to do? Me, I'm going to 
head to Evergarden and I'm going to keep my ear to the people. And if I can find maybe someone that looks like they're not as good off on the way there, just talk to them and have a nice conversation, maybe buy them a meal and see if I can get any more information about the weird things that have been happening, even by Night Vale standards. I like that. All right. I'm going to spin the wheel. Isby, you're up first. Everybody agrees to, from what Logan said, everybody agreed to meet back in front of Omni Repair in a couple of hours, correct? Yep, sure. Okay, we are all in accord about that. Isby, you head off knowing that the best place to get potions is probably in the Market District, although you've never been to a potion shop per se. Mm -hmm. So you get there, and how do you want to handle it? You're in the middle of the market, main, market District's main street. It's busy, even for the evening hours. Food vendors are making different things for the evening dinner rush, and people are crying out, you know, come to our store. This is the best store. We sell the best things. I'm going to take pause and uh, try to look at as many signs as I can. Okay. Roll me a perception check. Okay. You walk down the main street, and as you do, you look over the crowd, look left and right. You make it a decent way down the street, and although there are many shops available on the main street, there doesn't seem to be a potion shop. Alright, I'm just gonna uh, start trying to wander down some of the side streets and try to listen and just observe, because I feel kind of out of my element so i'm trying to just take in everything i can and look for any leads i can okay you take a side street and as you walk down the side street the first two shops you know are a shop you've been to before the gift of paradise and on the right the foul anvil you continue to go down and either roll an investigation or a perception as you look down the streets for more signs or you listen for criers 24. You look to your right, and all the way down what seems to be the end of the alleyway is a shop sign in the shape of a round bottom bottle. You're not sure what the word says, it's just a little bit out of your sight range, but that's the most promising of the 10 or 12 shops down that alleyway. Alright, I'm going to wander into that one. Okay. You make it all the way down, crack open the door, and it's a somewhat calming environment. There are a bunch of racks on all three of the walls next and around to the door and a small desk in the center of the room with a sleepy little dwarf writing with a quill on a piece of parchment and you notice him nod off as the flame on the candlelight starts to flicker out. Oh, I'm gonna say hello. Uh, Hello. How may I help you? I'm... Just wandering around, trying to see what interesting finds I can find. What do you sell? Ah, we sell a number of things. Ah, there are potions, uh, anti-venoms, and if you're feeling adventurous, which you must be because you're looking for treasure, there are some other potions with special effects outside of the standard healing properties. Hmm. Ah, one second, please. 
and you see him get up. He puts the quill back into its holder and walks into the back room for a second. Doesn't say why. And you notice that the potion shop is divided up into sections. There seems to be one wall dedicated to healing potions, one wall dedicated to tinctures and poultices that have to do with curing curses, diseases, ailments, and that kind of thing. And they're all labeled very obviously for you. And then there's one whack of potions that just has all sorts of strange bottles and oddities on it. You see one that says potion of hill giant strength, potion of mind reading. There's basically anything oh, yeah. yeah, basically anything you can think of, there's a potion for it there. And after you survey the potion shop for a while, the sleepy dwarf comes back with a tiny mug of something steaming, and he's sipping on it. Ah, oh, that's better. Ah, well, I apologize, I was a little sleepy. What were you looking for? Again? Do you have... Are, it, are the potions prices labeled, or mm -mm. they're just... They're okay. not. So I'm going to start off and... Let me start a receipt. I'm going to get a receipt going. Um, I'm going to get a couple healing potions. How many healing potions would you like? What kind of deal can you cut me? If I get, you know, by in bulk. His sleepy eyes turn devilish as they squint a little bit. Ah, a business lady, I see. Wonderful. Well, he kind of rolls the cup around as he thinks for a moment. I'd be willing to pot with potions at 30 gold apiece if you're willing to buy at least five. All right, so 30 for five? Mm-hmm. That's what he's offering? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How about 25 and I'll take six? Roll persuasion. Oops, he's going to say no. Seven. I am running a business here. That wouldn't be good. That's just a bad business model. I would be willing to go to, say... 25 if you buy 8? We'll stick with 5 at 30 then. Alright, and he runs over to the bottom rack, picks up very tiny bottles filled with a red viscous liquid, and places 5 of them on the desk and begins writing on the parchment. You can see he's making a receipt himself. Okay, and oh. then I'm going to go to the fun wall. Okay. Oh, uh, come on. Uh, potions, potions, potions. Uh, hill, hill giant potion? Ah. What, what is this? Ah, you have a wonderful eye, great taste, and you can tell he's trying to butter you up. A potion of hill giant strength is wonderful. Simply drinking it will give you the strength and endurance of a hill giant. Why would anyone need that? This seems so silly. He looks at you a little suspiciously at this point. Are you not from Nightvale? Ah, uh, sorry, my naivety is showing. I'm actually uh, only been here a few months. I'm still trying to learn my way around. Well, I'm still getting accustomed. If that's the case, I will just let you know that many people would love a potion of hill giant strength. Drinking this would allow you to do farm work 
uh, uh, equivalent to ten men. You could get a season's worth of work done in a week if you had these potions with you. You could also be a bouncer that everyone's afraid of. Drinking this would let you throw all of the ruffians out with ease. How much do you sell these for? Oh, well, it is a matter of price, I suppose. Ah, uh, the hill giant's strength is roughly 200 gold per potion. Okay. And he doesn't have any of the other... Because isn't there another giant, like, levels of it? Yes, there are. You literally look up the rack, and you can read cloud giant, storm giant, mountain giant. I don't remember how many giants there are. Okay. And what if I wanted this one here? I guess that next one's Cloud Giant. Let me check. Cloud, yeah, I, Cloud I Giant is like Cloud Giant is second from the top. It goes Hill Giant, Frost Giant, Fire Giant, Cloud Giant, Storm Giant. And you see them okay, all getting higher up on the rack. Frost and Fire. Those are a little more expensive. Are you you sure you want those? Those are roughly between 1,500 and 5,000 gold each. Uh, well, that's curious mind, you must remember. Right, right. Well, I will take one of the hill. Okay, and he gets a little ladder as it's just out of his reach, climbs up the ladder, grabs the potion, and puts it on the desk. Um, and then are there any... Do I see any... Because remember, like, in one of the early episodes, there was, like poison involved with the uh the thieves guild and tumba had like the anti like to reverse it antitoxin yep antitoxin do i see any of those yep you comb the walls and in the center wall where basically all the tinctures and poultices are you see at the bottom rack very small vials filled with yellow liquid it's very thin when you pick it up and play with it it kind of reminds you of yellow water Okay, how much would it be for three of these? Oh, I could part with three of those for a modest sum of 150 gold. I'm sorry, you cut out 100 and what? 150 gold, madam. 150? All right, I will take three of those. And then can I just roll a perception check to see if I see anything else fun? Because... I don't have a lot of potions memorized, so just if I see anything. Oh, I'll give you something fun. Roll it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, 23. You see two interesting potions in the top left corner. The bottles are strange, as they remind you of fancy alcohol bottles, and there's a large amount in them compared to the other bottles. One reads Potion of Fire Breathing, and the other <laughs> one reads Potion of Slime Breath or Acid Breath. Okay, and I'm going to walk up to them, kind of put my finger, like I'm using my finger to help read, and then say, these are quite large. What are, how much are these? Ah. They seem, they seem like they might quell my curiosity. Those are potions of magical breathing, and they are 500 gold a pop. You can see his heavy beard lift as his smile gets almost too big for his face. Oh my, he's 500 apiece? Ah, but they come with more than one dose. That bottle right there is good for three doses. Um, and I'm going to jingle my pocket and I like, oh, 
Let's see. I I don't think I have. I don't think I even have five hundred. Oh, that that is unfortunate. We are open every day of the week. If you come into more gold, is there any way you could do four fifty? <sighs> he thinks about it for a while. I could do four fifty, but I'd need a reason. Uh, well, I'd. I honestly, it's mostly for curiosity, but. Also, you can tell I'm very new to this town, and I feel like I'm very unprepared, and this might get me out of a sticky situation. It might, but if I'm out of business because I give every new person a discount, how will I get other people out of sticky situations? You are so right. What is, is there anything I could do that might help you? I don't have, I don't have many things. Uh, I do uh not only one. <laughs> are you an important person do you know anyone important that might bring a claim to this famous potion shop in the back of an alleyway in the market district of nightvale <sighs> crap do you have connections to certain guilds and he leans in and winks at you no i'm afraid i don't I think I'll just put one of the antitoxins back, and then I'll still take the fire potion. All right. So to be clear, that's five potions of minor healing, two or four antitoxins, a potion of hill giant strength, and a potion of breathing. Yep. So that is Ah, uh, yes. 950 seems correct to me. All right. And I thank you, sir, and I bid you a good day. Okay. The, you, I assume you put the coin on the desk? Yes, and I'm not. Put coins on the desk, take my little baggie full of potions and put them in my bag and head back. As you but leave... Not like all the way back i want to be the last person to get there because i'm still kind of miffed at logan fair as you leave the potion shop you hear the dwarf go be safe miss come back anytime next on the initiative let's do eugene you're next all right i i'm heading over to get some food at um sylvia's stall see if she's there okay you make your way through the guilds district without any problem. The only thing that stands out to you is you notice a strange man in white robes as you make your way into the market district, screaming at the top of his lungs, Alms! Alms for the poor! And he bangs a gong, so that we can move forward, the way forward! And he continues to walk past you. It's just an odd sight for you. You've never seen anyone trying to collect alms for the poor. You make your way to... Um, it, how close was he to me? I mean, he walks right by you on the main street as you're crossing from the guilds district into the market district. He's headed towards the guilds district. All right. Let's get it, boys. I'm gonna put on my hand. Mm, hello, I'm Eugene Brunkle. What are, what, are you, uh, what are you yelling about? He is kind of shocked 
as you extend your hand to him, and he extends his hand back. Well, wonderful, wonderful, uh, and shakes your hand vigorously. I haven't had a single person talk to me all day. It's like nobody here likes the gods or believes in religion. To answer your question, I am trying to collect alms for the poor for the religion of the way forward. Uh, what's that? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. You must be proven worthy to know about the way forward. Uh, how's, how's this for some proof? And I'm going to throw 10 gold pieces into his bucket. Ooh, one second. Damn, you're good, Eugene. Oh, wonderful. I see you are a fellow patron of the poor. Excellent. The way forward is a religion based on strength. You, of course, seeing as you look like an educated man, have heard of the law of universal balance. This world works on balance. If you have one opposing force, there must be an equal force going in the opposite direction. You've heard of that, right? Yes, indeed. Ah, well, the way forward believes in extremes, that the universe isn't about balance. It is about forcing extremes to the ultimate calamity of the universe. Uh, We can't move forward if everything stays the same and balanced, so we must push ourselves to the extreme, become the best versions of ourselves, make society advance rather than balance and harmonize. Go on. Mm, That's it. So, then why are you collecting money for the poor? We must raise the poor up. They clearly can't be their best selves if they're drowning in disease or starvation. Okay. Uh, so I guess, you know, where do I sign up? Oh, you, uh, you want to be part of the religion, I see. Very strange. May I ask what your name is again? You, you, what? Eugene Bruckle. Yes, I'm, uh, employed at Omni Repair, and I'm on my way to get some food. Ah, oh, well, wonderful. So, my name is Mitra. And, Eugene, if you really want to be part of the way forward, you'll have to prove that you're more than just a patron of the downtrodden. Are you strong? Uh, depending on who you ask? I'm asking you. Well, um, I I guess there's only one way to find out. What, what, what kind of test do you have to, to, for me to find that out? I don't have a test in particular, but if you feel that you're strong enough, you could go and meet Omger. He is the leader of our way, and he will test your strength in combat. And if you are strong, you will be made an initiate and given spectral weapons. I'll be given what? Spectral weapons. Weapons from the beyond with magical properties. Spectral weapons? Spectral weapons. Am I... uh, Am I not... Can you hear me? Spectral weapons. Yes, Eugene. Spectral weapons. Can I bring a friend? No. That's not how this <laughs> works, Eugene. We just explained it. He must prove himself worthy to be invited. I'm thinking about rescinding your invitation. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, well, um, Anga, right? Where can I find him? And so, to save time, he explains if you travel all the way to the end of Molehole before you go into the Undercity, there is a small alleyway that is accented by white lilies. Follow the clay steps up all the way, 
and you'll find your way to Amga and the way forward. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the information. I hope that uh, that gold goes to good use for the downtrodden. He smiles, and it seems quite honest when he smiles. Oh, it will. Damn this city, but we will make a difference, I swear. And then he turns from you and starts banging his gong. Arms for the poor. All right, well, um, interesting. Gonna go find my way over to Sylvia's stall. Cool. You make your way to Sylvia's stall without any further mishap. And she's standing there excitedly serving her sticky buns to people. What, uh, what did we say they were before? Dumplings. She said that she's rushing back and forth. You see a lot of people in front of her cart. She looks somewhat tired but excited as she moves the dumplings back and forth. Sylvia, hello. How are you? Uh, long time no see. I, I came by uh, about a week ago and didn't see you here. Oh, Eugene, it's wonderful to see you. Give me a minute. And you see her just rushing back and forth. Do you wait? Yeah, and I'll, I'll offer her some help. Uh, you, do, do you need any? Do you need a hand with anything? Can I help tidy anything up or hand anything out? She looks behind her, and you notice for the first time someone in all black leathers with a hooded cloak and a clasp of a skeletal hand with a key holding the cloak together. And she says, no, I'll be fine. Just wait there for five minutes. Okay. I'll wait for five minutes. Five, ten minutes goes by. The crowd dies down. You see her breathing very heavily as she waves you over from wherever you decided to stand. Oh, oh, oh it's wonderful to see you, Eugene. How are you? I've been well. I've been through a lot. I've been uh, toughening up a little bit. Uh, I see that. Your armor looks amazing. Where did you get the shield? I I, I got a new job. I got a job at Omni Repair, yeah. Um, and I... I I guess I'm using shields now. Um, oh, that's wonderful, Eugene. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, how are things with you? Oh, wonderful. In fact, I've made so much money, we're going to give you dumplings on the house. And you see her take three off with lightning reflexes and put them on a small napkin for you and hand them to you. They smell great. Oh, great. Okay, well, I'll eat them. Pop one in my mouth. They taste delicious. They're just out of the fryer, so they're nice and crispy. Almost so hot that they burn your tongue, but you blow on them a couple of times and they just melt in your mouth. Oh, great. So, uh, how's everything? Am I the only one there at this point, other than, you know, Mysterious Cloaked Man? Yeah, the rush seems to have died down a little bit. You can tell from experience being here, food happens in waves in Night Vale. You've got probably 10 or 15 minutes before the next people get off their shift and another wave comes by. Okay. Um, so how's everything going with you and uh, your folks? I thought I thought you might be getting some help here at the stall at some point. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure I'll get help at one point, and uh, I we shouldn't talk about my folks, Eugene. Anyways, I'm so glad you got this job, and I'm so glad you came to visit. How? Tell me about these things that you've been through. Well. First we had this, uh, and just for the sake of time, I'm going to recant over the course of the next, you know, five minutes or so, Mm -hmm. the various jobs that we've been going through and be honest about everything that's been going on. Mention that I think we're tailing somebody named Fenris and knowing that this guy is listening uh, and looking to see if he's interested as I'm explaining everything that we've been tailing someone named Fenris, that the non-Tuke have 
uh, made a resurgence in Lokeron that we went and saw the Dryads and just like spill my guts and see uh, see to see if this guy is taking an interest in me. The further you get along in your story, the more Sylvia's eyes become wide and her mouth starts to drop a little bit. After about your last two sentences, you finish the story about Fenris, the man in the cloak comes by, Oi, you! If you're not eating dumplings, you gotta get out of here. I'll have a few more dumplings, please. <laughs> Sylvia smirks at you, and he kind of grumbles, I'll have more dumplings. And he walks back. She says, that'll be three silver pieces, please. And she's very proud with her chest held out. Uh, and I'll give her five. Ooh, she looks at those, and she rolls. You see her tuck two of them into a secret pocket incredibly quickly. And it doesn't seem like the other man noticed. And she's like, thank you, Eugene. And she's like, wow, that is a wonderful story. I can't believe all that happened to you. You live such an exciting life. I wish I could do that. Yeah, um, it's been it's been pretty exciting, but it's there's been a lot that's been going on. Um, But you're making a difference in Night Vale, Eugene. You're really getting out there and doing things. Yeah. Um, don't. Isn't that something that you want to do? You know, you seem like you're working a whole lot of this solo. Do you ever want to get away from here and maybe do things yourself? Yes. One day, I'll have enough money saved up to buy myself out of my contract. And once that happens, I'll be adventuring across all of Liagua. What, what contract is that, Sylvia? can't talk to you about it, Eugene. And at this point, the man with the black coat comes over. All right, you've had your dumplings. Get out of here. What's your interest in this girl, sir? He points to the silver clasp on his throat. Get out of here, son. You don't belong here. Wow, that that voice changed a lot. (laughs) Can I tell what race this guy is? Yeah, he looks straight up like a drow. Dark skin, right. white hair. And he's like, come on, you got your dumplings, get out of here. Um, At this point, he flashes a dagger from under his cloak and gives you eyes of murderous intent. All right, so second level charm person. Ooh, nice. What's the DC? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, well, I guess only first level charm person. Uh, just give me one second. Uh, 13. Oi, friend, I'm sorry, I forgot who you were for a second. Oh, and you see him shake his head as the magic comes out of your fingers and turns his eyes a pale green. Well, what were you asking, bud? I'm sorry, I forgot who you were. Wow, I cannot get this voice down. <laughs> oh, that's not a problem, friend. Uh, I was just talking here to my friend Sylvia, and I was, um, I just asked her what what was going on with her contract. I wanted to make sure everything was going well. And I know you have her best interest at heart, too. Is there anything you can fill me in on? Oh, of course, bud. You know, it's a standard contract of the Thieves' Guild. You get these orphans off the street. They don't want to die. They want to make a little money. So what do you do? You put them up. But you can't put them up for free. So you charge them a premium. She's got to pay off her contract, and she'll be good to go. And you remember, I'm her handler. I'll take good care of her, bud. And he puts his hand on your shoulder, kind of claps you a couple of times. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, 
I know you've got her best interest. Uh, I was I was actually thinking that um, if she wants to, I might take her to get a bath um, back in my place. And I'll look to Sylvia and see, kind of like, give her a, a look to see if she approves of that or if she's not into it. Sylvia's face is utter shock at this point as you are talking to her handler, who was very aggressive with you a second ago, and now you're best friends. Oh, you want to take her for a bath, eh? Well, unfortunately, she's working for the rest of the night, but after, she's free to do as she pleases. We at the Thieves' Guild aren't that bad. You know that, bud. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh... How much longer is she on? Uh, he kind of looks around, pats his cloak down, pulls out a small silver locket, clicks it open, and you can see magical aura coming out of it. Oh, she's got about maybe three more hours and she'll be done. <sighs> okay. Um. Sylvia's giving you the, like, stop this now expression and hand motions okay um well um is there anything else that uh you that that might that you might be able to tell me the that can help me make sure that we all act in her best interest oh i don't know what you mean friend oh just she mentioned her parents earlier oh she, she's he gets really low next to you and you can see the white of his teeth She's she's an orphan, mate. She don't have no parents. Any chance you know why that is? Uh, I mean, this is Nightvale. Parents die okay. all the time. Okay. I, I'm okay. just her handler, mate. Anyways, you and I should go get to drink. She's here for hours. What do you say you and I go grab a brew? You're right. Let's go get a drink. How long's charm last? An hour. I was hoping that she'd only have, like... Half an hour left on her shift. I rolled. She has three. All right. Oh, uh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Sylvia, you... Oh, boy. I just realized we're such good friends, but I've got to stay here on shift. All right, all right. Well, um, look, so just so you know, um, she and I don't know each other that well. Right, right, You right. know me. I like to mess with people. Yeah, yeah. So I just want you to remember that. Um, and that I work at Omni Repair. Right, right. I remember you working on, we're good friends. I know that. Uh, yeah, so. What's your passive perception? Uh, it's like 13. You feel a hand go into one of your pockets. Or I guess you don't have pockets. You feel a hand go into your coin purse from the direction of where Sylvia is. And you don't feel anything come out of it but you don't see anything that happens as you're paying attention to the man in the cloak. Okay. Oh, all right, mate. Well, about your business. I'll see you soon. I'll come check on you at Omni Repair. Don't worry. All righty. Take care. And at that point, Sylvia is pinching the bridge of her nose. Oh, Eugene, I don't know what you did, but I hope he doesn't realize what happens after whatever you did wears off. Well, let me tell you this. Throw me under the bus. You don't know me that well. I appreciate it, Eugene. And uh, I, I do want to talk to you outside of the, the stall. And I really hope what he said is true. I'm usually not allowed to, to leave and go places outside of getting more ingredients for the dumpling stand. So let, let's meet so, up. Let me tell you this. Don't, when your shift's over, just go to bed like you normally would. 
Oh, oh, okay. Um, excuse me, friend. Do you mind if I just take a, a if she takes a five minute break so we can just say goodbye? Oh well, I guess we're good friends. Hurry it up. And he gets over there and he starts making dumplings on the side, kind of whistling to himself. He's very happy. All right, so I'm gonna kind of pull her around and bill on my cape around in a way that she's kind of closed off from everything else that's going on. Yep. At this point, we've retconned the cape to be the same thing that Doctor Strange has. It it has a the ability to cover you a little bit. <laughs> okay, if that that works. It's um, fucking dope. Hey, it's for story purposes. Rule of cool, bro. Um. But we gotta hurry your thing up. We got two more people. Yep, this will be quick. Just is there anything else you need to tell me? I want to help you. It seems like you're not in a good place. I put all the details in your coin purse. Come okay. find me later. I'll do that. Good luck. All right. She goes back to what she's doing. All right, goodbye, friend. Toodles. And, uh, you're good, Eugene. You head back to Omni Repair. Logan, you're up. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go look for, uh, Bolt. Fuck the main man. Bolt? Yeah, Bolt. You make your way through the market district and the guild, or guilds district into the market district, and you notice that Eugene just finishes talking to somebody dressed in a white robe banging the gong and eugene's gone by the time you walk past him you continue walking you notice this man's banging a gong arms for the poor and Uh, i'll throw a couple coins his way and keep walking oh thank you generous man Oh, oh wow your muscles are so large thank you but uh I'm not into that. And I'm going to keep walking. Arms for the poor. Boom, boom. You keep walking. And you make your way all the way to Molehole. Lucky enough for you, your first initi- or your first intuition is to check the pit. And Bolt's there. Looks like he's setting up for a fight. Nobody's gathered around the pit yet, but he's getting his little podium ready. And he looks like he's doing voice warm-ups. Uh, I'm going to walk up to him. Bolt. Ah, Logan, good to see you. Good to see you too. Uh, do you have any information for me I, about the uh, monks? I do indeed, actually. Funny story. Apparently, the monks are part of a religion called the Way Forward, and you have to prove your merit and strength to be invited into their cult. And let me tell you, boy oh boy is it a cult, but they do have magical weapons. Very nice ones, too. I may have sent in someone to become part of this cult. And although, rest in peace, poor Georgie, he is dead. He came back with a wealth of information about these weapons. I actually have a proposition, if you're interested, Logan. What's that? How do you feel about theft? I'm just going to come out and say it. We're business partners, you and I, and those weapons would fetch a mighty fine price on the black market. Mm, Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Bolt. I'm not about stealing things. No, you don't have to be. This was just a general friendly conversation between two business partners. I appreciate you thinking about me uh, for that. I have to pass. Well, I, I understand. I've given you the information you need. Uh, do you know where I can go to start 
in this place? Uh, I couldn't pin down uh, an exact location, as apparently Georgie was under some kind of spell. But if you make your way to the undercity of Molehall, they're around there somewhere. Mm, okay. All right. Thank you, Bolt. Also, uh, when's the next fight? Oh, it should be starting uh, around midnight. And you would know that's about five or six hours from now. Hey, thank you. And I'll make my way towards the Undercity. Okay. You make your way towards the Undercity, not seeing anything out of the ordinary as far as molehole goes. I mean, you see the standards goings-ons of moleholes. And you're at the threshold of the giant cave where it leads into the mouth of the cave that leads into the Undercity where you fought Francis Dahlmacher and met Cooper. Um, uh, fuck. What was the name of the organization again? Sorry. The Way Forward. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to shout, uh, anyone here from the Way Forward to test my strength? You see a young kid dressed in white robes come up and kind of tug at your belt to pull you down to him. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to advertise. I didn't know how to get hold of any of you. It's not an advertisement, just... You, you have to be invited. You look really strong. That's why I came over here, but you can't go shouting. It's a secret. Okay, I won't shout anymore. Am I invited now? You see the kid kind of wrap... You see the kid try to wrap his hands around your arm? I don't know. Flex. I, I flex? All right. Actually, I'll, I'll rage, and then I'll flex. Give me a... I, you can choose a performance or an athletics check. Athletics. Because that's strength, and I get advantage. Boo. Where's your sense of adventure, bud? in the fact that I want to get it in this place. Cool. That's where my sense of adventure is. Uh, so 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, Hey, hey, keep your voice down. It's a secret, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. And he kind of waves you over. Come on, follow me. I'll follow him. All right. You go away from the mouth of the Undercity and head towards a small alleyway. You notice white lilies accenting a very long staircase made of clay steps. It's a little odd. It's somewhat obscured by the fact that there are a bunch of shanties stacked on top of each other on one side, and then the wall of the mountain covers the other side. So it's this very narrow stairway going up that, unless you were looking for it, you probably wouldn't find it. And he goes, you just gotta go up there, and just flex, they'll let you in. Okay. I'll I'll make my way up. Making your way up the stairs, walking fast. This is past, and I'm monk bound. <laughs> so you make your way up the stairs, and as you do, a very soft sound of humming begins to penetrate your ears the longer you go up these steps. 
Eventually, the humming stops and becomes chanting, very throaty in nature. And you come across this very strange thing. You're probably a hundred feet above the floor of Night Vale or Molehole where you started. And there seems to be this carved out temple in the mountain, but it's very hard to see as you come around the corner of these stairs, it seems like it was intentionally carved to look like a mine hole, basically. But as you enter, it opens up and the whole cavern is filled with magical light. There's a small, plain stone building about 200 feet wide with a single door in front of it and two guards dressed in all white. You recognize that they're guards because they're standing in a martial form that you recognize. They are in combat defense mode. Okay, I'm gonna walk towards the door. You walk towards the door, one of the guards puts his hand out, stop. I'll stop. Who are you? Uh, I'm Logan, Stormblast of the Storm Barbarian tribe. And how have you found your way here? A young man, just down the street. Did he give you the password? That just flex, they'll let you in. He waves his hand, expecting you to flex. Yeah, I'll flex. Alright, roll me, roll me athletics, see how, see how burly them muscles go. Or performance, your choice. No, uh, that's a 23. You flex, and it almost makes an audible sound as your muscles stretch what little armor you have on. And the guard goes, go in. And the door opens for you automatically. No one seems to push it or anything. You walk in, I assume. Yeah. As you step into the temple, at this point you can surmise what it is, You feel coolness coming from large wood planks that are smooth and somewhat shiny. It's a singular room with one old man sitting on a pillow at the other end of what is clearly a fighting pit or fighting square. Behind him, you see a bunch of pedestals with different magical oddities on it and several white-robed figures lining the perimeter of the square. You also hear the intense chanting coming from the white-robed figures. Okay, I will uh, walk through the pit and up towards the figure sitting on the pillow. Ah, who are you that visits the way forward? Logan, Stormblessed of the Storm Tribe Barbarians. And what brings you here? I was informed that you have weapons of a magical nature. I've come to see if any of them are of my tribe. Mm, And you see as he kind of groans and looks up, you hear cracking in his neck. He is incredibly feeble. You're not sure how he's sitting up straight. He looks at you for a while. Storm tribe barbarian. Oh, we have several of your weapons. Good, powerful artifacts. What would I have to do to acquire? Uh, well, uh, do you even know where you are, young man? It's say I do. 
you're in the Temple of the Way Forward. And if you do not know our tenants, then you must prove your worth through a feat of strength before you are worthy of fighting me. And he smiles and kind of gets up. You hear his hip crack as he gets up. And his dark black robes hit the ground, basically. And all he has on is a small set of fighting shorts. He is old and feeble looking. What up, Master Roshi? Yeah, uh, buddy. Uh, I would like to attempt these feats of strength. Ah, wonderful. Tell me what your greatest feat of strength is. What have you accomplished? Let's see, I've tore open iron bars to let my friends through. Admirable. I've fought and freed children from a maniacal gnome who thought he could control them. Hmm, interesting. I, and I've made my way through the lock. Uh, Jesus, I'm running out of names. The, the forest. Locron. Call it Locron. I don't know. The Locron forest fought and fell griffins. Hmm. Almost yeah. worthy. Anything else? I have swum storms in the ocean, barreling my way through the crashing waves to receive my weapons and swam back. Hmm. All admirable feats. Have you fought any large creatures and he kind of snickers a little <laughs> large creatures i mean you you fought griffins but he he heard you the griffin is not big enough uh i have fought the, the i am so sorry what are the <laughs> the the bug things none too yeah, I, I don't know what's up with me tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I got you, bro. Uh, I, I have fought and defeated the Nantuk. You see Amga's eyes get wide at that? Nantuk, you say, and everybody starts to whisper. All the white-robed figures around the square whisper. Prove it. Bring me some Nantuk appendages, and I will give you... A weapon of your tribe. And the crowd, the whole room starts to get really loud. You hear people going, that's ludicrous. That's unorthodox. We've never agreed to give someone without a, file, a trial of combat. And Amga calms them down and silences them with his hand. Or go into Logron and ask for a Dryad's beads. One of those two feats will make you worthy of a weapon. I'll be back with that. Of uh, did you say you wanted any piece? Will do, I will recognize it. Well, I gotta have a beef with them, anyways. They uh killed a friend of mine, as you and should. They are the enemies of all living things. I'll bow to him and walk away. All right, you make it, you go back to Omni Repair, Oz and Ganem, you guys are the last people on the list. You make your way to Evergarden. As you make your way to Evergarden, through the Guilds District, all the way through the King's Square, you make it to the Quill District and pedal your way through the busy streets. You cut through a couple of alleyways, and 
it's strange. All of the buildings we've talked about before have a very symmetric feeling to them, as if they were mathematically placed in pieces to where they need to be. But you start to notice a series of covered tunnels all along this alleyway. And according to the directions on your map, that's the entrance to Evergarden. But it's dark in these tunnels, and it's hard to see. And so far, you really haven't heard anybody mentioning anything about Evergarden or the strange goings-on in it. In fact, many people seem to be talking about how business is up in the Market District and how there have been expeditions into the mines for new ores because certain monsters have gone missing or aren't present anymore. Yeah, this place is more dizzying than Lokeron. What do you think, Adam? I think it's kind of odd the way they built everything. It's like disconnected, as if somebody else entirely built it. Yeah, it's kind of dizzy. Well, we could see if we can make our way into and ask uh, if they know anything. I mean, they did send the Grimlocks in there after all. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, so you guys go into the tunnel heading towards Evergarden? Yeah. Yep. As you cross the threshold of the tunnel, you notice small red lights of a magical nature start to activate the further and further you walk down the tunnel. It takes a decent amount of time, more than five minutes, to get to the other end of the tunnel. And as you reach the end of the tunnel, you notice something very strange. Uh, there's lots of vegetation in Night Vale, but it's all cultivated. It's all intentionally placed. But you notice as you reach the end of the tunnel that a pink-red ivy seems to be growing all over the walls. And as you exit the tunnel, you see Evergarden. The architecture is different here. It would be something we would compare to our world's gothic architecture. Height and grandeur seem to be key as pointed arches and sharp features decorate all the houses and shops, line all the walls. Almost every window is made of stained glass with some kind of abstract image in it, and each house is smooth, almost black stone. The street mirrors it with white limestone. It's a very nice contrast to look at, at least in my opinion. And all of the street lamps grow, glow a dull red. There are people here, they're walking about as if none of this is odd to them, and they're talking about daily life. You guys are right at the entryway before Meller's Way or Havery Street. Welcome to Evergarden, boys. Well, based on this, head north through Havery in our circle, wrap around to the right and head up to the manor, down Kedon's Road. Well, you got the map. Yeah, this place is actually kind of pretty. Yeah, it has a charm. I'll give it that. You all head towards Davida Manor. As you pass through, you notice the names of many different shops. You notice, too, that there are a lot of shops here that don't seem to be present in the market district. And I'll give you a list of them later if you want. But as you pass through Nara's Circle, you notice that there is a giant covered fountain in the center with a large or carved statue in the center. It's similar to a gazebo or a bungalow with a giant statue in the center of it. And it's a fountain statue, so there's water being poured out of it. Again, the ivy just seems to be covering everything. The only place that it isn't covering is the walkways. The street is the only thing clear of this ivy. You continue making your way down Kenon's Way, 
and you come to the edge of Evergarden. You know that you've reached your destination because out of all of the other houses, this one has a very ominous and large presence. It reminds you two of a castle in some ways, huge and intimidating. And there's a giant locked gate in front of it. Oh, one more fun fact. There are a bunch of dead animals that seem to be strewn across the front lawn or the front uh, garden of the manor, and there doesn't seem to be anybody around. Well, oddity number one. Huh. That's really unsettling. Welcome to Night Vale, the place of dreams and happiness. Yeah, maybe. I'm not here. <laughs> At least not this portion. Correct. Remember when Gotham said it was pretty? And here I was thinking that, you know, maybe just once there was a bastion of something nice here. Azure Haven. <laughs> well, what did we learn, Gotham? Don't get our hopes up. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I look at the house. Is there any indication that it is habitated? Ooh, roll me a perception check. Ain't my good end. Ain't my good enough. <laughs> uh, nine. The ninety-nine. You see, for just the briefest flash of a second, on the third floor of the manor, in one of the windows, a silhouette of a figure with white hair rush across the window. You also feel as if the house is staring at you. The longer you look at it. Hey, Osmond. Yeah, got him. When you turn and look at me, he's kind of like moving back and forth. Have you ever seen one of those statues that no matter how you turn and move, it's just looking at you? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, that's what this house is doing to me, man. We've had a hard couple of days. You all right? Normally, I'm all right, but I saw... Some with white hair just flash across the window, and this house is giving me the EBs, man. It's at this point, Oz, you feel a very thin skeletal finger run down the back of your side, basically where your hip is. Oh, hello there, Sonny! And we're going to cut right there. I'm your story master, Scott Riley. I appreciate everybody who listened in. We're going to outro. We'll start with uh, Oz, the person who continuously gets touched without consent. I mean, everyone's got to have their niche, you know? Respect. Uh, Ghanem, how are you feeling? I'm feeling like I need another bath. <laughs> Speaking of baths, how... Eugene, do you want to say goodnight? Segway. Yeah, trying to just be nice and got all weird. <laughs> hey man you're not the only one we get it we get it isby how are you and your potions doing I, I mean we're fine we're just real confused because this is at least the third episode where baths have come up not is really obsessed with bathing apparently the dm did not initiate dm did not initiate <laughs> uh logan how you feeling bud uh pissy I get that. I feel that. In a shit mood. Oh, uh, 
we have a contract, it has to be mentioned at least once per episode. Yeah, we are actually wow. sponsored by Baths Ahoy. Yeah, uh, we're we're sponsored by just baths. All baths, all day. Just just baths. All baths. Stay, all stay day. clean, motherfuckers. Stay clean, motherfuckers. All right, we're done. I'm stopping recording now. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>